have our first message today by Mr. Sean Witt. He's had already paying attention. Thank you, Owen. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to the feast. I know we had a small crowd last week. I wasn't here. I was out of town, but welcome back. Hope you all had a great feast. I know that we did where we were. Uh, we've had a lot of good messages in South Florida. Uh, we said some prayers for uh, the Navy Base, and we had a good day this week. We're thanking everybody's assistance. Well, we made it back in one piece, and for those that didn't hear, my daughter and her husband Christopher were baptized during the feast. Very exciting. That really made our feast more special, so that was amazing. Okay. Well, I don't know about you guys, but coming back from the feast, I felt like I was hitting the ground running. It was crazy. It's like as soon as we get back from the feast, we're back to the grind, running, getting the stuff done, and not really much time to rest at all. And in fact, him and I were uh, watching TV one night, and totally zonked out on the couch. went into the bedroom and went to bed, but dude was totally exhausted. So it's just kind of how it is when you go to the feast and you're doing so much, you almost need a break. Kind of another uh, vacation or something after the feast because you're running around so much. And so about paying attention, it's always good to pay attention, especially when are going busy and you've got your mind on so many different things. If you're not careful, we can drop the ball. You know, we're inundated with information all the time. It's all around us. All kinds of good information, bad information, indifferent. We're just inundated with information. And it's good to make a list. Like, I like to try to keep as much stuff here as I can. Um, but my head doesn't work as well as it used to, so lot of it falls out, and I don't keep it up and retain it as well as I should. So Kim is really good about keeping a list to help with these kind of things. So that's something I'm trying to incorporate in my life, is to uh, make sure that I'm making a list and helping in that aspect. So you need to recognize your limitations. You need to make a list, make a list, try to help out with uh, trying to keep ahead of all the things that you're inundated with. So in the past, I've been terrible about car maintenance. 
horrible. Like, we had to come up to, like, the week before the feast, and I'm like, okay, we better get our fire checked out. And one year, uh, we were taking Tim's car when we were supposed to be married, and um, the whole front end was basically in Jesus' So, there went a lot of our tithe to pay for her car to get fixed for the feast. And then, of course, you probably heard of our trip to Utah, where we left our van there and ended up having to get another van, uh, because... I had hired a mechanic to work on it, but didn't exactly know what he was doing. And in fact, before he worked on it, he even confided in me. He was like, oh, I'm not really sure I can do this. And he was like, well, let me read up on it, and we'll get it figured out. Should have been a red flag right there. So he'd done good work before, so I thought, well, he'll be all right. So, you know, we get halfway to Utah, and then all the dashboard lights were flashing all over it. Not a good scene. So I ended up putting my family at risk and spent a lot more money ultimately than we would have if I had just had a real mechanic work on the vehicle. Not that he wasn't a real mechanic, but he just was inept in that area of what he needed to do. So if I had taken the time to take it to a certified mechanic, like a certified Honda person that knew how to do the timing adjustment, lesson to learn. Um, so they had lied to me regarding the tires and wondered what else they had had to check. And so on a side note, don't assume uh, people are going to do what they say uh, when you go to have stuff like this done. That's one of the things that you need to know. Just to be, uh, it's on my high alert now that you've mentioned it. So speaking on being on high alert, the first day of the I did call our mechanic back in 
culture and we start to live in our own. Well, the mother's going on and Jesus and that's kind of a bad experience. I'm a little bit scared. I said, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. He said, well, I wouldn't worry about it. I think you'll be okay. You know, just monitor your fluid. Even if your hose breaks, you'll still be at the right time. You'll be okay. Uh, just be, you know, hard to steal. So I wasn't real concerned. Next morning, we get up and services, we went shopping, and I was trying to hurry to come back to this uh, ladies' event that was going on, because I'd taken a little bit too much time standing in line shopping around at this uh, outlet mall. We pressed the time to get where she needed to go, so we jumped in the van, we're heading back, and as we're driving along, Tim and I both happened to look at the dash and noticed that the battery light was red, and then it was gone. you where you need to be, okay? I'm just where you need to be. He said, no, you need to figure out what's going on in the van. So you've got to get it checked out. You need to pay attention to what's going on here. And you've got a warning light here that's telling us something. Typically, when you have a bad alternator or something like that, the light will fade right up, but this just disappeared. So I said, okay, I'm just going to go back and take her to the place she needs to go and worry about it later. And we went straight ahead. We went to um, an auto parts store. Side note regarding a bad alternator, that's actually a study that they're going to get into it and take some reviews on it. So, um, we proceeded to head to this auto parts store that we looked up and I called the dealership to see what I needed to do. But first, I called back the mechanic and, he, and a, a wholesale dealer and I asked him questions. I'm sure he was just a picky hearing aid from me. And I just said, hey, um, got this battery light coming on now. said, you know, you've got to be careful of these auto parts stores because sometimes they don't diagnose the problem as well as your kit might be needed to. So the dealership hadn't returned my call. I couldn't get through to them. So we just said, we're going to go to this auto parts store. So we get to the auto parts store. Gentleman comes out, hooks up the tester to an alternator, and confirms, yes, you have a bad Listen to him and call the dealership. We called him up and we said, what 
kind of be afraid. The cool thing is that some can be harder to work on than others. Well, this is bring it now because it is. But it's getting later in the day, so we drove over there, and he confirmed, yeah, it's a bad alternator. Uh, and I had called him, and we got straight over there, and within a couple hours, we were out the door. Super nice guys, able to get it in, uh, got the alternator working, it's working just fine, no trouble. Really cool at Dodge, and that's what that's where we needed to go, what we needed to do. I just kept driving, and we would have been standing somewhere. So God had our back in the situation, and I just needed to know for sure that I was very thankful that he took care of us. Uh, the spec battery light was only lit up on my dashboard for less than a minute. So if I hadn't seen that, we would have just kept driving around, and eventually the battery would have been dead, and we would have had to call AAA and have our van towed off somewhere. And it's not the end of the world, but you know, it made our things a lot nicer to be able to have it just be easily boys get a fix and be on our way. Sometimes promptings from God are like a second life. You know, they come on for less than a minute, but we need to be watching and paying attention to those things. And sometimes these promptings may come from friends or family, your wife prompting you and telling you, hey, you need to get to the auto parts store to get this thing checked out immediately. So, you know, we need to make sure that we are listening to these promptings, whether they be directly in our mind from somebody here or somebody around us guiding us, helping us. So if we had proceeded to the dealership, I don't think we would have made it. And I had another fleeting thought during the week. When our van ran great, got us to the beach, no problem. I just had this thought, and I was like, quality management, and I didn't want to have to deal with it now, whatever. But that thought just came in my head. I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't have time for anything that would happen in that situation here with that. So I didn't have one when I got back, but three days later, my boss called and said, hey, could you be available for quality audit this coming Tuesday? And I'm like, um, sure. I said, I do have a, a doctor's appointment that I've scheduled, but I said I don't have to leave this much time. Um, but anyway, yeah, we had the audits. felt like the Spirit was prompting me um, during the feast well, when I got back. I would be potentially have this on my mind. Here goes my mouse. I think I'm trying to make the message a little more interesting. Don't step around. So anyway, um, at first I thought my own thought was that it was fear-based, not wanting to have an audit. But I believe believe it was God warning me of what was coming to be ready for it. And I need to make sure I'm always ready to be audited because we never know. Um, I'll admit I was scrambling a bit over the weekend and on this past Monday trying to prepare for something I should have already been ready for. So I had to put it off the last minute like, how can you get into the morning ready for this audit? And it's one of the kind of deals where, well, once we get done with the audit, we're fine. I'll go back to that material later. And here it was, another audit coming up. So, let's go to Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34 to look into this a little bit more about uh, preparedness and worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat, what you'll drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. It's not 
not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? So do not worry, saying, What shall I eat? What shall I drink? Or what shall I wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But first, seek the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble in itself. God loves us much more than the rest of his creation, and he wants us to have we just need to be paying attention to seeking Him and His kingdom and His righteousness first. We need not fret or worry about what's going on around us. And there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. We read every day, even locally in Tulsa, people getting groceries in their noses and not seeing them. This pain is crime. Um, people getting stabbed with machetes and all kinds of crazy us to be paying attention to Him. He wants us to have a relationship with us. He wants that relationship with us. We need to be paying attention to Him. Are we paying attention to Him, working out, establishing a relationship, or are we more concerned about what's happening around us here? Let's go to Revelation 3, verses 14 through 20. And to the angel of the church these things say, says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish that you were cold nor hot, so that because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say, I am rich and I am wealthy and have need of nothing. You do not know, you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich with white garments and that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see as many as I love and rebuke and chasten, therefore be zealous and repent. As I highlighted, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him, and him he with me. God is inviting us. He is knocking at the door. We just need to make sure that we do not have a no soliciting sign on our heart. We need to allow Him to come in. We need to let Him into the places that He needs to be for healing. All the places. We don't need to have anything hidden from Him. Whatever baggage we may have or holding on to, we need to give it to God and let go. We need to allow Him to So right now we're going through the darkest time of year. I hate this time of year. Besides Thanksgiving, it's 
find it here as a leader. I love the fall, don't get me wrong, but we are definitely headed into the darkest time of the year. A lot of uncertainty going on around us, but we need not be fearful. Let's go on to Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God says, fear not, for I am with you. He promises to strengthen us, and he will help us when we need him. We just need to seek him while he can still be found. In conclusion, remember as we navigate through this life of uncertainty to give all our worries to God and remove that metaphorical piece of tape that's covering our chest injury we may be trying to ignore or maybe hoping it just go away. We need to pay better attention to our relationship with God the Father and His promises. He wants to help us. We just need to 